Hello and welcome back to the Weird and Proud Podcast. It's your girl, Sam Ram and James. He's here. He's here. And we're reunited after a long week of me really, truly just um, in the trenches of it, I guess you could say. You were out in the whole new culture. In a whole new culture. Yes. Um, for those who aren't on the Instagrams, hopefully you are, but you know, we won't judge you, but I, you know, I am inside. Um, I did go to LA this week for a couple meetings, you know, some, did some podcast recordings, something really cool that should be coming out soon that I did some content stuff, some, with some other people's, um, and you know, just some projects I'm working on. So I went out there and, um, you know, it was a last minute booking. It was very kind of a last minute thing. Really didn't have enough time to plan. I just kind of was going for these meetings and I was just going to like figure out what I did in my downtime. Giant chicken sandwich. Yes. I knew I was, yes. in the giant chicken sandwich. Um, but I, you know, really didn't plan, you know, I guess I just always forget how, LA is so spread out and so much different from New York. And if you haven't been to LA, I don't know. It's just not what I always expect that it's going to be like, you know, you've been to LA. We went to LA. We together. were in LA together. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe this was like a year ago now. Yeah. It's, you just love, I think. Yeah. There are just some parts of New York that we both love. Yeah. And we love New York for different reasons. Yeah. L.A. doesn't have all of those things. Yes. We, I think the biggest things we talk about are weirdly the infrastructure of the city. There's yep. no public transportation. Yes. Yes. It's so difficult to get around. If you saw, like, I literally was trying. It, it took, like, an hour to get a, an Uber or a Lyft at some point. Um, every, traffic, obviously. I mean, traffic's bad here. But it's, like, the traffic there is crazy. And, like, I think the drivers around here are crazy. The drivers in L.A. are out of their minds. Everyone has to drive. No very right. limited public transportation. Right. It's right. built on in a desert on yeah. next to the ocean. So there's no you can't dig down to build a subway system. Right. I know. I always I'm like, how do they not have a subway? You know, it is crazy that literally the only way to get around is really a car, honestly, which makes sense of why the traffic is just horrible. But um. Yeah, and I was trying to obviously, you know, do a bargain trip, trying to do a trip where I wasn't spending a ton of money because um, I got my, you know, flights as a credit, but I didn't, I had still had to pay for my own hotel. So I was trying to like find a hotel that was reasonable. And of course, if you saw, I ended up booking in Inglewood, which is like kind of right next to the airport, basically it's like the town right next to the airport, which is what I was trying to do. I was like, okay, if I can be next to the airport, it's kind of like a central location. It is central. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's central to LA, you know, it's like there are obviously some neighborhoods and some areas that I learned that you sh shouldn't really go into. Um, like downtown LA is, you know, it's funny. It's like you think of downtown, you know, like New York City, you want to be downtown. Stanford, you want to be downtown in the city. And downtown LA is terrifying. Like it, it's scary to a degree because it's like there are just, I mean, it's the homeless, 
fitness problem there is totally, I mean, it's just, it's scary. It's like, you know, there's some parts where you're walking through and you feel like you're in Walking Dead because people are just like walking like zombies, you know? Zombie walkers. It's like, yeah. Like literally like there are times when you're in downtown LA, you're like, I feel like I'm in Walking Dead right now. It's, you know, but it's, I mean, it is what it is. I know it's bad everywhere and all cities have that problem. But um, anyways, so... I digress. I went off on how I'm not the biggest fan of LA, but I will try and give it another go. You know, it's not that I won't be back out there. And, you know, I know that there are towns that I do need to explore. And LA's got some really cool stuff. Yes. And there's such iconic. I can't name one thing. Places to go. I mean, even when we were scootering out there and you're going yes. on Santa Monica Boulevard and all these famous streets. And yeah, yeah, yeah. There are a lot of famous bars and restaurants. Yeah, and great Performing food. venues out there. Obviously, the weather is nice, you know, but anyways. But it is a... Pain in the butt to get around. Pain in the butt to get around. Um, If you have a car. Even, you know, with parking and stuff, too, it's like a nightmare. Anyways, but I, a lot of people see, saw, too, um, that my trip home, which ended up being a total disaster. Um, And I didn't even really, like, we didn't even really get to talk about this either. Like, I didn't even really get to tell you, like, the exact details of, like, really what happened. I mean, obviously... You know, like the we, overview. We were chatting about it yeah. while you were in the fire. In in the midst of you it. Were, yeah. But we were texting and talking. Yeah. But um <laughs> the night before I'm supposed to leave. So I'm supposed to leave Friday morning at like six AM. So my flight's first thing in the morning, Friday morning. Hence and, part of the reason staying in a hotel close, right, to, close the to the airport. airport. I was like pretty much in and out. Like I got there Tuesday. Yeah, like you know, I was it's it was a quick trip. So I get an email at like 10 o'clock at night, Thursday night from JetBlue that just says your flight has been canceled and pretty much like, sorry, we'll, you know, be in touch with some options for you. Like that was it. Just your flight's canceled. We'll be in touch. And yeah, I think you sent that to me at like midnight on. Yeah. For your time. Yeah, Yeah. 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 So I'm like, okay, my flight's like literally like I was just about to go to bed. Because I had to be up at like four. You you, we were just chatting about what time. Yeah, we, it was like we had I need FaceTimed to go to bed. like an hour before that. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm like immediately I get on the line with JetBlue. I mean, of course I go to call them, and it's an it's over. It's almost like a three hour whole time. Like it was like an hour and sixty minutes. So it was like two and a half hours. I'm like fuck, you know. So but I'm like whatever. So I just leave it on. And it's like an hour and a half into it. It's like eleven thirty and. Somehow, I don't know if I lost reception, but my it my phone it just lost, just number disconnected. After so I'm being like, on hold after for being on hold for an hours. hour, and, yeah, almost two hours, and I'm like, God damn it! I tried to get on, you know. Of course, they have like live support chat, but none of it was working. Like they were so far behind that it was like not even it wouldn't even like give me it wouldn't even let me get onto it to try and talk to people. That's awful. So. I was just like, fuck it, I'm going to bed. And literally, and too, like right around that time, I also get an email from JetBlue that says, we booked you on another flight. Your flight is now, you leave Los Angeles at one o'clock and you get into Las Vegas at two o'clock and then you fly out of Vegas at 11 p.m. and get home in New York City at like 7 a.m. the next morning. And I'm like, oh, my God, We're, I'm going to be. And that was their best case <laughs> that was, scenario. That was the best case scenario. And Instead so I'm like, well, of leaving at six in the morning. Yeah. 
and flying in and getting there in the afternoon, we're going to leave at 11 p.m. and not get until the next, the next day. day. So I'm like, all right, well, at least I have a flight. I'll call them in the morning and see if there's anything better that they can do. So I literally get up. I really didn't sleep that night because I was like, you know, I'm like, oh, my God, I can't. I just wanted to go home. It had been, you know, a long week. And you know i'm like okay i'm going to vegas and not getting home till the next morning take a red eye which is like the worst and um i get on the line the next morning at 6 a.m like as soon as i got up at like 6 i just start because i had a feeling the whole line was going to be forever again which it was this time it was like 200 minutes so it was going to be over three hours so you know so i get online at six so this is like 9 30 which like i have to leave technically for the airport by like 10 30 if i want to make this one o'clock flight i get on the phone with JetBlue, and JetBlue goes oh i'm sorry that's actually an american airlines operated flight you're gonna have to call american airlines there's nothing we can do about it and i was like oh my god i'm like then why is your name on it um but whatever i'm like okay fine so i go and call american because i'm like okay my literally i have to leave for the airport soon go to call american airlines their whole time was 11 hours maybe give a quick whole time this was the same airline that your brother had just oh yeah your brother and your new sister-in-law had just gone through a horrible experience yeah they're coming home from their honeymoon like they also like didn't get home for two days later like went to a million other cities had to end up driving home from boston i mean you hear flight like literally i feel like everyone i've talked to who's had to fly a plane has a horror story recently because it is just with job cuts and covid two two airlines i've never heard have big major problems like this yeah i'm gonna put the two out there but delta and southwest yeah i mean they're all like everyone you know it's like it's a mess so anyways I get to the airport. I'm like, you know, obviously 11 hours. Like, I don't have 11 hours. So it's just like, well, I guess I just have to go to the airport. I held as long as I could to see if they'd answer earlier. Of course, they didn't. So I get to the airport, and this is where it gets interesting. So I'm checking in for my one o'clock flight. And, of course, the girl at the checkout counter or checking, checking flights in knows who I am. And she's like, oh, my God, you're from TikTok. That's so crazy. So funny. And I was like, yeah, like, you know, this is just like this crazy story. I was supposed to leave L.A. this morning, but now they have me on these crazy flights. She's like, yeah, there's nothing I can do. Like, there's literally no other flights. Like, it's horrible. Like, we just we've had to cancel like over 100 flights or something crazy this morning for whatever reason. Apparently, I hear that they've just been having strikes. So I guess like the staff is minimal. So, and she was like, oh, I'll also check you in for the 11 o'clock flight tonight, too. So, when you get to Vegas, like, you already have your boarding pass. You're all ready to go. So, I have both boarding passes. Get on the plane at 1 o'clock. Go to Vegas. And I actually ended up having a pretty great time. Vegas? Vegas. I mean, you can't not have a good time, especially if you like. Vegas is same. There's no nothing underneath Vegas. Yeah. So, except, there's no public. Except homeless people. Except the aqueduct system. Yeah. To release water because yeah. the desert floods. Yeah. But in Vegas, it's just such a small area. Yeah. You're only going to one area of Vegas and it's easy right. to it's walk around. Right. And yes. they have the like the escalators that go above so you can go yes. above it's the like street. It's like meant for walking. There's like, yeah. I mean, if you've been to Vegas, like, you know, there's speakers all along, like the pathways, like it's meant for walking around. 
So it's perfect. So I was like, okay, I'll walk around. I'll have some drinks. I'll get a nice dinner. And then by that time, I'll, you know, be good to go home. So I had a great day. Walked around, had some drinks, got a little drunk, you know, hit the pen um, and had a nice dinner, nice steak dinner. And I'm, you know, going to the airport to catch the 11 o'clock flight. And so we're literally at boarding. They call my group. I go up to the ticket counter, give her my boarding ticket. She goes to scan it and it says error. And she's like trying to scan it. And she's like, it says error. Like you're gonna have to go help to talk to the help desk. Like it's not registering. And I'm like, what? And it's <laughs> two in the morning here. So she's texting. Me. Yeah. I'm texting Jane. I'm like, my boarding pass isn't working. And so I go to the help desk and they're like, trying to see what's going on and she's like this is like the worst like 10 15 minutes because like she's like not talking and i'm like what's going on and she's like and she just keeps telling me you're not in our system like it's like you're not even a passenger so all this time <laughs> continue. yeah well i was texting james you know and he's at the bar drinking with friends and i'm like james like i think they just like double booked me and like i don't think i'm gonna go home tonight like i'm starting to freak out I'm like there's no way because i was kind of joking in my head i'm like how funny would it be if i'm like stuck here again like kind of in my head not funny which maybe like did i manifest that i don't know but she's like you know this woman's like there i don't know what to do like i've never you know like i haven't seen this where like it's just totally canceled like where did you check in and i'm like in la like this woman she knew me she but maybe recognized she just, you right but i'm like well maybe she just she actually hated me and then just like canceled no. me <laughs> like i wish i could knew who this girl was so i could tell her and be like just so you know like you literally almost got me cooked up this way um but yeah hopefully she didn't mean to but they were like we have no record of you like you literally don't exist and she's like and this flight is totally booked and i'm like so am i not gonna get on this flight like what like what am i gonna do and she's like i'm trying like i'm trying i'm trying and it's like 10 minutes of her like on the computer and i'm like shaking and they're doing final boarding call they're like final boarding call we're sh closing the gates in five minutes i'm like can you tell them to not close the gates because somehow my ticket got canceled and she's like they're not gonna close it they're not gonna close it and i am just like freaking out and then finally she's like all right i'm gonna put you in a seat that we're not supposed to put you in um it's like this it's like almost like the aisle that they're supposed to put like the um attendance in yes i i know which one you're talking about and it's like this like see nothing goes back like you can't push it back like it's like the most uncomfortable seat right next to literally the emergency exit like and for whatever reason they're like we're not putting people in this row but like i'm just gonna squeeze you on like i'm just gonna i'll put you thank on thank goodness thank god so literally with minutes maybe like seconds to spare she was like all right i'll give you this ticket i run to the gate and they like close the gate behind me basically and i'm sitting in this emergency exit and I got home, but like literally, I thought I was gonna be stuck in Vegas, and I almost lost she, my shit. I can't imagine. I you'd just have been stuck cannot. There. I don't even like. I still don't know how that happened. I still like, you know. Thank God. Just thank God she was able to get me on a seat. Like, because there were people that were like, there was another flight that had just been canceled that was going to Laguardia at like that same time. It was like a ten o'clock flight to the guardia that was canceled so there were all these passengers from that flight a whole that were waiting, other group of people trying to get on 
and they were like begging like one of these guys was like is there any way like you know like it's my daughter's birthday tomorrow you know and i'm like oh jesus um so yeah so by literally the skin of my teeth i got on it so that's my horror story which it ended up working out it really wasn't a horror story you know it could have been a much worse story and at the end of the day you know i got a little free trip to vegas technically and i won 200 dollars. you did yeah that which, little ticket that you showed yeah that's right. it was oh so funny God. i was i literally had like five dollars in cash and you know i was doing like the dollar slots i lost like five dollars you know i think i showed you i, got, I technically won six, six cents, cents. And then I was just about to leave. I was done with dinner and I had like 20 minutes until I had to go get my cab to go to the airport. And I found that I actually had an extra $20 bill. And I was like, oh, I have a $20 bill. And I was like, oh, I'll just, I'll play this 20 bucks. It's Vegas. You got to play. Yeah, the I'm 20 like, bucks. I have 20 minutes, you know, whatever. I'll just play. And literally within like a couple minutes, couple bucks all of a sudden the machine starts going and which is like the best feeling like because you never know like when it's going to stop remember on that one time you won 1600 bucks oh my god yes one time we went to foxwoods same thing dollar slots i just put in i think it was like same thing it was like 10 20 bucks and and it it, it like keeps you know the music keeps going and then all of a sudden it's like when is this gonna stop and it was just like making noise and dropping coins yep and I won sixteen hundred dollars then. So I've been I do pretty good on dollar machines on the dollar slots. But um, yeah. So that two hundred dollars basically just paid for like all my drinks that day. <laughs> paid basically. for my drinks. But hey, I'll take it. I will take it. Um. So anyway, so that's my story. Crazy times. How'd you do, James? How'd you do without me? Not good. Did you cry? Emotional, emotional wreck. Did you cry every night. Forgot to pick you up at the airport. Yeah, James got so drunk with his friends <laughs> the night before. Well, I'm freaking it out having awful. panic attacks. She's freaking out, and I'm having a blast. And he's like out wasted at the bar, and he forgot to pick me up at the airport. The next morning, I get in at seven thirty, and I, I'm texting him, and he doesn't answer. And you normally are like so good at getting right back, and I was like, this motherfucker. And I've never made a mistake like this. So this is an <laughs> on-air apology. I've never done anything like this before. <laughs> It is literally rock bottom in our relationship. Yeah. I always will pick her up. I love picking her up. I love dropping her off. Yep. And I left my phone downstairs so I didn't have an alarm and I never woke up. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, But it all worked out. It was fine. I got left home. You know, whatever. It's fine. You owe me a hundred bucks. But other than that. (laughs) Yep. That's it. I'll get next to it. If you can Venmo me. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Anyways, so... I digress. I feel like I had to just get that off my chest. You know, it was a stressful week and then we just slept all day yesterday. And then, um, you know, we've, uh, we've done some weird stuff today. If you follow the stories we've been, um, I've been on a hunt for, um, exploring abandoned places. And when I was in LA, I saw the Cecil hotel. I got to walk by it. Obviously it was closed. So you couldn't go in, um, which I, like so I pardon many, me, like so I, many creepy stories surrounding that hotel. Yes, and more I've been like I... on a binge of ex- like doing more research on it because it is crazy the stories that come from there. And um, I also am like somewhat like thinking that the like ghosts of Cecil Hotel like ruined my vacation. Like they were the ones who like they just didn't on want me. you to leave. Maybe they liked you exactly. They wanted me because to stay you're at the so season. open to hearing what they. Yes, need they to knew. say they know i'm on beyond. their side exactly yeah. so they weren't doing that to make you to make it bad 
They just didn't want you to leave. Exactly. Um, so I've been on like this binge of like watching Cecil documentaries and then we started watching ghosts documentaries (laughs) and I found this old abandoned castle mansion in Westchester County, which is like basically like half an hour from where we are, like north of the city, like not upstate per se, but, um, north of the city. And it was owned by Abercrombie, Mr. Abercrombie, who is part of Abercrombie and Fitch. It's this gorgeous, like he's from Scotland originally. So it's like it was almost a beautiful stone. It looked like yeah, it looks a like mini a castle. stone castle. Yeah. Yes. And it was it was built off as like inspired by Scottish castles, which yeah. like where he was from. And um, really cool. I'd actually seen it because I've also been obsessed with watching YouTube um, videos about explorations, like abandoned explorations, which like I can't recommend enough if you have time to kill it's just i don't know especially like time capsules when like you they explore a place that like it looks like it hasn't been touched it looks like people literally like up and left and left everything there which like even in this old mansion that we were at definitely obviously it's been through it and yes. it's been left there for like it's 20 years now. yeah but there were like in the basement, there are all those books. It was amazing. And like random stuff everywhere that like you could tell couches and mattresses and stuff. Um, like the garage, like all of the old, like they had like an old lawnmower. Beautiful and, space. Yeah, they had this lake, or actually it wasn't a lake, it was a pond that they transformed into a pool in the backyard. I they, wish I got more video of that. They built like a like well, I mean now you like put a cement a, pool out of it. Yes, but they didn't put it's not like today's pools yeah where it cement all the way down it was still a pond in the bottom like if you went to the bottom you would hit squishy muck yes but the sides were built up like cement so that the it had more borders and that probably helped the the, water go higher so you weren't like right next to the bottom but you could go Yeah. yeah so it was just really really cool um and so now we're like you know now i'm thinking we need to do some more of this yeah this could become a regular weekend thing. yeah yeah now we're like on like the hunt for we brought places. prue today it was great having we the brought dog. prue we did carry her some people were concerned about letting her on this you know walking around on that kind of grounds but we carry her on you know through the house make sure she doesn't step on anything yeah there were some glass and probably nails that I yeah a lot of nails and stuff so we did carry her but she she likes she likes she she trekked through the woods yeah she loves being being able to run around um so james anything weird happened do you want to share anything weird i did find something weird yeah what would you like to share based i have a couple uh, two of them okay one involving la Ooh. And one involving lots of dead bodies. Ooh, love that for us. Okay. So, Hollywood's iconic side sign, the Hollywood yeah. sign, might not exist today if not for the intervention of Playboy founder Hugh Hefner. Okay. In 1978, the sign was deteriorating after 55 years of use. And the Los Angeles Chamber of Commerce needed $250,000 to restore it. Hefner held a fundraiser where each letter of the sign was auctioned off for $27,000. Buyers included stars such as Alice Cooper and Gene Autry. The sign was completely replaced after about three months. Then in 2010, Hefner personally donated $900,000 to prevent a group of land developers from purchasing the 138-acre plot where the sign is located. Hefner said it's become something iconic and represents not only the town, but represents Hollywood dreams, and I think it's worth preserving. 
Wow. Hugh Hefner. You should have worked on Koreatown too while he was at it. (laughs) (laughs) Given back. All right. I have one other one that's that's in the same kind of fact area. And it has to do with another landmark. And over the years, I hope that these are not the JetBlue employees we were just talking about. Oh, God. But over the years, 5,000 bodies have been found at the bottom of Niagara Falls. Oh, I would see that. Niagara Falls isn't even among the 50th, 50 tallest waterfalls in the world. But Mm -hmm. the 167-foot-high spot is one of North America's top tourist areas. Like many other tall tourist attractions, Niagara Falls also attracts thrill-seekers and those with sadder intentions. I was going to say, I bet it's a lot of commit suicide. Niagara Falls has been the site of 5,000 fatalities since the early 1800s. Going over the falls without a barrel or flotation device is almost always unsurvivable. Well, duh. Kirk Jones was the first person in recorded history to survive a trip over the falls without any aid. He perished, however, 14 years later while attempting another jump over the falls. Oh, my God. Even professional daredevils have a 25% mortality rate when attempting to go over the falls. Wow. Those are my two. I like it. Thanks for Some James Weird, weird Facts. Jane, da, 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 da. I love facts. James is our weird facts guy. Yes. I love that, James. Those Thanks were for good that. Ones. I love the Hollywood one I had to do. Yep. Love the Hollywood one. Um, you know, wish they would do some other stuff to help out the rest of the city. Hugh, whenever you want to now when you're in money. LA, you can and you see the Hollywood sign, you can tell why Hugh Hefner saved it. Mm-hmm. Um I love that. Great facts today, James. You did good. Um, you learn something new. See, you always come out of this learning something new. I will I will always tell you that. Okay. And there's a dog. Hello, Prue. Hello, little dog. Um, okay, James, are you ready for um some listener voicemails? Where do we, where can they go get speakpipe.com slash weird and proud pod if you ever want to call in tell us a weird secret tell us something weird that you do weird story you know paranormal aliens whatever anything weird that you think is weird we'll take it call us in or you again you can also email us to at weird and proud pod all one word at gmail.com um so we technically have like one and a half it's actually a girl she calls in with a story, and then she also calls in with something that I think you're going to be interested in. Beautiful. Let's okay. do it. So here we go. Love the call-ins. Yes. Send us emails. Call in. These are my favorite. James loves these. I love okay. the people. We love, love you guys. <laughs> okay. Here we go. So can we talk about stories where strangers have lived in basements or attics and people don't know about it? Because I have a story. When I was six years old, I lived in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And I would wake up every night with just eerie vibes. I, I was kind of scared. I don't know why. It could have just been childhood anxiety. But I would see shadows. I'd hear noises and whatnot. Well, one night I woke up and there was a full-grown man in my bedroom. I didn't know him. Obviously a stranger. And there's also a basement that the door was in my closet. That's how you got to the basement. It was like a latch door on the ground. Well, he was either coming or going to the basement. Well, when I saw him, I screamed and he fled the scene. He left the house, disappeared. And so my dad came in the room, called the police. Police show up. They find an inflatable lounge float down in the basement. 
um, and some like random food items like canned chicken or canned tuna. And that's pretty much it. Uh, they never found the man. Nobody ever knew who that man was or what his intentions were. He was just secretly living in my basement for we don't know how long. How crazy Talk is about that? stranger danger story. Well, this is my worst nightmare. And I've heard about stuff like this. I've heard about like there being like secret apartments like inside houses, you know, especially like obviously big houses. Like yes. I don't think anyone could ever live in our house and not, us not know about it no, because it's Prue, very small. <laughs> one, Prue would know right away. Well, and it's like extremely small. But like in bigger mansions, older houses, a you know, big apartments, big condo buildings. Um, you hear stories about this. It also reminds me too. I had told this story before too about um, in Maine where I lived growing up. There was this man who would he didn't live in houses, but he'd go into people's houses at night. And like, there were stories like he would like stay there all day. His purpose was really just like get in the house during the day, and then he'd come out at night and just like watch people sleep. Like he was just like obsessed with watching people. I remember sleep. you telling me this story. Yes. I don't know if you ever really like you know live there would like live there for a long time or just like one night but i from what i remember it was just like a one night thing like he'd go stare at them while he slept and then he'd leave um but people actually living in your house like i guess it's like you never saw like i mean during the day i mean i'm guessing he probably left at night because you would think you would see him if you're leaving for work or that, that's what it sounds like like he only left at night he obviously had to go get this canned chicken and tuna right and he'd probably have to time it the right way, right? Yeah. So that's what my question is. So how did this guy finally get caught? Was he just too comfortable? Well, maybe it's because she saw him and then he was like, oh, shit, she saw me. What took her so long to see him? Well, maybe he was just that good. I, that's what I think is yeah. there must have been some sort of scenario where he probably had to have an unplanned leave. Like mm. you would think he would leave when no one is at the house. Right. If he's in that. So what's that parasite? Remember that parasite. movie Parasite? Oh, yeah. There. It's the movie Same about the like Japanese family yeah, that yeah, lives yeah, in the basement. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was such a good movie. So way. but if you yeah. can hear, let's assume a few things. So he's going in and out through her closet. Mm. So this is like a really older house with an old yeah. basement yeah. situation. Right. That means he can probably at least hear people walking above him. You yep. would think you'd be smart enough to only leave when you kind of know the coast is clear. Right. I wonder what possessed him to leave at that time. Well, it was probably just nighttime. You need to get some food. He you thought know? he had to he go. He thought it was quiet. He thought she was asleep. But I would rather leave during the day when nobody was home. Well, I don't know. Because then what if you have to come back and there are home? I guess you wait at night. You would. And you would, so again, pay attention to their behaviors, like knowing yep. when are they home, when are they not. I wonder how long he lived there for. That's, That's a really crazy. good question. That's that is really crazy. It's a great That's a share. Really cool story. A great share. If you anyone ever has anything else like that, love those types of stories. Actually, it was funny when I was doing the secrets, like where I have people submit their secrets on Instagram. One woman wrote in and said that she was living in a guy that she was having affairs with, affair with's house. He was. She was living in the basement. And the rest of the family didn't know. So, like, like the male, like the husband, like had her living in the basement. He knew obviously he, that yeah, she was yeah, living yeah. there, but the wife and kids didn't know. And she, and she was, was just living, living down the there. Basement. Like, what? I remember you reading me that one. Yeah. 
So that is wild. And if you have any stories like that, please let us those, know. Yeah, or, those need to be shared immediately. Or if you, I know there's just like at one point, this is probably like a year ago, this whole thing went viral on TikTok too about finding like secret apartments like in your house. Like one woman, her mirror in her bathroom, she lived in New York City. And when she went to open the mirror, like take the mirror off, they were doing some re- like revent renovating. There was an, a secret apartment like behind whole the different window. apartment. Yeah. 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 Um, which is so crazy. That is my worst nightmare is like, I think I told you like waking up and someone's like watching over Just you or staring. like standing yep. there like that is. You hate it when I do that. That's it. Yeah. James subject. <laughs> Um, okay, so I'm just gonna she did send in another one and I just think this is funny. So hold on, we're gonna play this one too. So I wanted to add to James list of crappy people not using their blinkers and littering and uh, swapping babies. Um, are we gonna ignore people who don't return the shopping cart who just literally leave it in between cars or just leave it in the parking lot instead of walking it to one of the return areas or back to the store i mean terrible people what else can i say um also sam i am living for your instagram stories of you in la and now you're currently in las vegas i mean those just give me life i i'm obsessed please do more I love that. I love this for numerous reasons. I love that you listed off all the things that we get annoyed of, including swapping babies. So, yes, that is... Shopping cart <laughs> people, you are officially on the list. Shopping yes. cart people, you're on the list. You're on the list. That is so true. That is so annoying. People who just, like, leave their shit. Same with, like, the trash. Like, you know, that always bothers me, too. Like, people just, like, leave the trash in parking lots. It's just people, like, people are just so selfish these days. La- selfish and lazy. lazy. But mostly yeah. just selfish. Selfish, which leads to the laziness. Yeah. Oh, I don't need to put the shopping cart back. Right. I'll just leave My it here. Still- yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, there's like- at the grocery store I go to. Uh, the, uh, this shopping. happened today. Yeah. Remember how packed the parking lot was, yep. I said, when I went there. There was one stall that this person was going to pull into, and there was a shopping cart in the middle of the parking stall. Yep. Just sitting there. Like yeah. somebody just left the parking cut. Yeah, that is so annoying. And it's taken up a whole area of parking and jammed up the whole lot. Yeah. Put your shopping carts back. Put your shopping carts back. Uh, um. Yeah, that's super annoying. Add that to the list. If you um, if you have anything else that you want to add to our list of people that straight need to go straight to jail, they should be at the bottom of Niagara Falls. Yeah. <laughs> <gasps> Jeez. That's a little too much. That was aggressive. Um, <laughs> they should be stuck in. They should get stuck in an airport and not get on the flight they that's, want. That's they should be. That's stuck their punishment in Inglewood and with no returning flights. Yep, that's what I. That's what we wish happens to all those people. <laughs> I want exactly. a whole plane full of them. Yes, and, and they all understand why they're there. Yep. Yep. Um. Also. If you guys, yeah, if you have any other stories like that, too, yeah, you know, something that they need to be sent straight to jail, what people need to be in jail for, um, including swapping babies, leaving your carts, littering, and You are all banned to airline purgatory. Yes. You'll be stuck in an airport and without a flight. you listen to their hold music for yep. four hours and, and then get hung up you on have, and call back. Yep, and then you go up to the ticket counter and you don't exist. And they say, wait, who are you? I know you from TikTok. By the way, you don't have a. By the way, here. you don't exist in our system. Cool, cool, cool. 
anyways, good times. So call in, email us. Um, speak pipe, you know what to do. Um, other kind of updates too, by the way, um, speaking of traveling, I'll be in New York city this Wednesday. I got a show Wednesday night, um, at stand up New York and the upper East side. If you're up there, come swing by. Great spot. This. Such a great club. Delicious um, food, by the way, one of the best. And I'm hosting, like there's going to be a bunch of hilarious, like honestly, like some of the best comedians in the city. So that'll be a great show. Other like, shows coming up too in other cities um you're hosting on wednesday yeah oh cool yeah forgot to tell you oops that's i literally right. like just got it yesterday that's fine i yeah. didn't know you were Anyways. No, i didn't know you're hosting yes i'm hosting which you know is a is a very fun thing to do um and then i have just booked philly coming up june 10th philly cheesesteaks in my mouth Wait, philly cheesesteaks yes, in my june mouth 10th. Um, which is going to be really fun. We're going to do like a whole, we're going to do a whole thing. We're definitely going to do like a cheesesteak tour. Oh, we're going to eat some food. Yeah. And maybe we should like bring, we'll try and see if, you know, people from Philly maybe like want to come on, on if you're, like a, a, if, along if, for the ride or something. If you're listening to this, hit us up. Yeah. And uh, meet us in Philly for a drink. Yeah. And let us know what your favorite cheesesteak place is. You know, obviously, obviously, you know, there's a lot of. A lot of... Uh, I'll take a drink and a cheesesteak over a bong and a blintz any day. Bong and a blintz. Um, a lot of opinions over who has the best cheesesteak. So let us know who you think has the best cheesesteak. And we'll see you in Philly. And I'll also be to you in Boston, May 23rd. So if you're in Boston, May 23rd, it's a Sunday um, at Laugh Boston. Again, really fun club. I was just there a couple months ago. Coming back. And um, got some other things coming up in Stamford and New York City too on Wednesday, Wednesday in um, May and June, which I'll be posting. But very exciting. Also going to do Washington, D.C. in the midst of booking that too this summer. Oh, my God. Am I going to nerd out at the Smithsonian Museum? <sighs> oh, Jesus. Oh that's, that would be an O Sam. Like that's like. And then O eight, Sam. An, it's and then like an eight hour day at the Smithsonian. Yeah, that's, that's what we're that's doing. That's James like an idea of a good time. Well, last time I was in Washington, D.C. Well, not. Well, we went one time. The time before that, I went with some friends and everyone else went do their own thing one day. And I bought like five hours worth of tickets at the cinema in the Smithsonian and just You're nerded a loser. Oh, You're it was a loser. Awesome. It was awesome. You're a loser. Um, <laughs> loser bill, nerd alert, nerd alert. Oh, totally. James is a nerd through and through. Um, so anyway, some exciting shows coming up. Trying to, you know, come to a city near you. James will obviously be coming too. Of I course. will be there. Of course. Um, but let me know where else you, you know, where else you guys want to see, you know, the, the traveling gape and James. Um, let us know. We love you guys so much. We hope you have an amazing week and, uh, make sure you call us in, email us, get some tickets to come see us live in action. And, uh, we love you guys so much. Thank you all. Awesome people. Yes. We love you. Thank you. you awesome. Humans. Have a great week and, uh, we'll see you soon. Weirdos. Bye.